This is Catherine Toon. Welcome to Perspectives with Catherine Toon. Today, uh, we're going to talk about trusting God when it is hard. Uh, and that, how many of you, this has been a thing? Yes, you're a human being. <laughs> okay, welcome. Um, and, you know, this is just a very human experience. Trust is all about overcoming fear and understanding uh, what we're actually putting our trust in, knowing actually the person that we're actually putting our trust in. And I think talking about trust is actually more helpful than maybe, uh, than faith or belief. Now it's crucial, right? Okay. But let me just, let me just explain a little bit about how we're wired neurologically. Okay. So we have a prefrontal cortex. This is where our higher ways of thinking, processing. This is where our intellect is. This is where logic is. This is where language is. This is our highest functioning cognitive uh, area. Okay. Um, and then we have sort of a whole sort of more ancient, would you put it, or more primal area that uh, is all more about uh, um, emotion and more uh, having to do a lot with memory and having a lot to do with um, maybe some of the fight or flight or fight um, programs that we have or self-protection or getting one's needs met, all that kind of thing. And that's our limbic system. And this limbic system um, is all really about our emotions and it's more where our subconscious operates. Uh, and, and with that limbic system, because it's more related to kind of survival, um, that it functions in a, uh, more sort of quicker, more rapid way and tends to loop on itself. So, um, this is pertinent. So I won't get any more technical on you, but, but when memories and things and sort of programs and ways of, um, believing or engaging with our world are stored there, uh, those things will trump what we have in our higher cognitive, um, uh, cortical functions. Okay. So if you, so what, what does this mean to you? Well, we know a lot. We really do. And a lot of us pride ourselves on our logic. Uh, a lot of us pride ourselves on, um, on, uh, our intellect. Uh, and those are great because God gave them to you, but he also gave you an emotional way of being. He also gave you a more intuitive way of being and, and way of operating, way of processing information or responding to the outside world or responding to the inside world. Um, and th that's sort of the limbic system. And, um, and so it's more visceral. And so we can, in our brain, know all this knowledge about God. Uh, the challenge is, is that when what we've learned by our experience or seeing the experience of others um, says something contrary to what God has said and what the truth is uh, as his word is rightly interpreted, um, then our, our limbic system, our more primordial systems that carry uh, more intense um, memories, uh, emotional uh, memories, 
um, those will totally override what we believe. And so this is where our trust is. Uh, this is where, so, you know, um, faith is super important, right? Um, the, the challenge is, is we can get in our heads about our faith and know the right answer. But in our emotional personhood, in our inner man, uh, we're like, well, hell no, right? So let me give you an example. Let's say um, I'm believing God for, I mean, I need some cash. If I don't get cash, I am going to get booted out of, I'm going to get thrown out on the streets. Okay. And so I need money. <laughs> and, um, and you know, the word of God says God will provide for all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But if you grew up where there was a lot of lack, or maybe you didn't grow up that way, but maybe you had a business and it tanked and you've had some real suffering with lack. Okay. There's a part of you, um, unless it's healed, that's going to have a really hard time trusting that God will provide for all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, much less wants, much less desires of our hearts. And so this program where your experience has been, you know what? I mean, I'm having to scrape and toil for everything I get, or if I get it, I lose it or, um, uh, you know, whatever that is, or he seems to bless other people, but you know, man, I'm just stuck in a job I hate and I'm stuck there because I'm just stuck. And it's going to be very hard for you to trust that God will provide for this extra um, income, extra provision, uh, so that you don't get out on the streets. It's going to be a fight. Why? Because you, the word of God says, I'll provide for all of your needs. It says, um, you know, he basically says he's faithful, all of these things. But where it feels like in this one area, he's not been faithful, it's going to be hard. And so we usually have two ways of responding to this. As human beings, I'm just talking about as human beings, okay? We have the, um, well, I'm not going to trust it. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to make it work. And this is where we get in this independence, which is a real orphan-minded thing because um, we're, we're intended to operate in union. As you remain in me and me and you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Okay. So as sons and daughters, we're supposed to operate from this place of union, but where you feel functionally separate in this one area, you may be fine with your health or with your family, with your relationships. But boy, when it comes to the finances, it is just a pain ridden thing. Um, and so, um, and so what tends to happen will just kind of be like, it's, it's on me. It's all up to me. You can't trust anybody. You can't even really trust God. So I may be acting like I'm believing his word, but I'm really creating plan, plan A, B, and C. And if that falls through, I've got D, E, and F. Okay. And, you know, and it's really about self-effort, independence. I will do it myself. And that's a very orphan-hearted way of approaching things. Why orphans don't have any uh, anyone else, but we're not orphans, right? But sometimes we feel like we're orphans, right? And so, um, and so, so that would be one way of responding. The other way is if you're trying to be a good believer. Okay. So you're, you're, you're kind of like, he'll provide for all of my needs. He'll provide for all of my needs. So I'm going to force myself to step out in something, but I'm really not um, convinced in my heart um, that he's going to back me up. And this is where we sometimes run amok 
Because in one place, we're just not trusting God at all. And maybe we're, we're, we're not aware that we're not trusting, but we're just not. And sometimes there's vows associated with that. You know, if it's going to be, it's up to me. I'm going to do it myself. And then on the other hand, it's like where we're forcing ourselves to step out with something that we're really not convinced of. And, and so what tends to happen with that, and I see this in healing a lot, like I, I by a stripes, I'm healed. So I'm not going to go to the doctors. I'm not going to do this. And uh, by all means, be led. Um, but if, if you're trying to make something work, um, it's actually you because there's not relationship in it. So, you know, we receive everything by inheritance, but if we're not quite so sure that we're the recipient, if we're actually a son and daughter that's in good stance, that hasn't been written out of God's will, I mean, subconsciously, it's going to be very hard for us to receive what God has for us. And let me give you an example. So, um, this is kind of a silly example, but sometimes silly helps. So <laughs> I love to tell on myself. Okay. So, uh, this is when my kids were babies. Okay. And, and Robert wasn't even a thing. So it was just my two girls and they were little, little girls and we just moved into Washington state and I knew no one. Uh, my husband was out. He wasn't on deployment yet. He was on a lot of practice missions. So he was gone for a month or whatever. Um, I knew nothing. And, um, the girls and I was stepping out in faith, trying to grow into my healing, like manifesting healing thing. And so my girls were sick and I spoke the word and I said in faith. And plus, on top of that, I was um, uh, trying, trying this good verbiage. Uh, my, you know, I, I, uh, my, I, I needed contacts. And so I was trying to get my eyes healed as well. So I was doing all these faith projects. Right. Um, and so but eventually the girls got sicker and sicker and sicker. And I had to um, take them to the doctors, but I, I, I had sort of made a vow, like, I am not going to wear my contacts. So I got out there, and I'm not seeing good. And then, of course, Washington, it's raining all the time. And I don't know where I'm going. Uh, and I can't get them to the doctors because, number one, I'm not seeing great. It's drizzling. The weather sucks. And, um, you know, and it's kind of dark and I have no idea where I'm going. And I remember just pulling the car over and I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to crash this car. And kill my children because I'm insisting on walking this out. And actually, I turned around and went home. And I just bawled. You know, I was so frustrated. And it was just this thing I was trying to make. I was stepping out on the word, right? I was working my faith. And the word says this. It's mine. And by God, it's going to happen. The problem is there was no relationship with it at all. That wasn't where my trust, my belief level was. And so I was trying to, in my own self, make something happen, slap a scripture on it and say in Jesus name. And guess what? It didn't work. <laughs> and, you know, and there may be other things that, that, you know, we've done. And so we have these kind of wrecks of our faith. And then what happens is, um, uh, we can get very hurt and disappointed. How many of you prayed for someone? They died. And, you know, we can get or believe for protection and something awful happened or whatever. And so, um, and so we can get very injured in our hearts about God, very disappointed in God and offended with God. And you're, you know, you're a human being. And if there's such a thing as relationships, sometimes we are functioning well and sometimes we're offended. And that's called, let me think, oh yeah, being honest. <laughs> God can't heal anything that we're not honest about, right? 
And so we do need to be truth tellers. Um, it doesn't make us a bad Christian. It just makes us human walking something out. And so we tend to do one of these two ditches if we're not coming from this place of intimacy and trust and rest. We're trying to make something happen either just apart from God or slapping a Jesus label on it. And, you know, we just need to be honest about it. And so, you know, Jesus said, um, as you remain in me and me and you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Both those ways of being really were apart from God. Not that we're truly apart from God because we're chosen and, and, and united with him before the foundation of the world. So the union has been established. Uh, you, you, chances are, if you're watching this, you said yes to that union and are experiencing some things. But sometimes even in that we functionally feel disconnected, right? So if you've had a pain point in the area of, of finances or, or health or whatever it is, functionally, you feel disconnected and you're having a hard time trusting. Okay. So in Christ, there is no condemnation. So the first thing is to be honest. I'm having a really hard time trusting you here. I'm hurt. It feels like you let me down. It feels like you're not there for me. It feels like, you know, uh, my prayers bounce off the ceiling. Um, it feels like, oh, wow, maybe I'm not worthy. It feels like we have all sorts of reasons why, right? Um, or, you know, I did something wrong. There's a sin thing going on that I shouldn't be doing, um, that I'm not believing enough and all of this. And I just want you to notice that all those statements were about me, 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 me. Now, it's really important to come clean with, and when I say come clean, just be honest with where you're at with the Lord. That is a relational thing. I'm hurt. It feels like you didn't listen to me. It feels like you have favorites, right? And so it feels like I can't trust you. And if we force ourselves to step out and trust when we really don't trust um, chances are you will sink in the water because there's, there's not a lick of faith in it, right? It's just us trying to make it work because we're good little Christians, right? And so the bottom line is it's all about relationship because if there are areas where you feel like God hasn't been there for you, um, or, or honestly, where people weren't there for you. And then what happens if people aren't there for you? If your parents weren't there for you, we tend to take all those hurts and project them onto God. So my dad wasn't there for me. My dad abused me. Therefore, God, you're not there for me and you're abusive. I can't really tell when you're going to, the other shoe's going to drop with you. And so this is all relational language. And so a lot of times we'll try to turn into something transactional. Well, God, if I do this, then you'll do this. So if I give you the transaction of my faith, I'm stepping out. Now I could go down. If I don't do this, then I expect you to do your end of the bargain and come through for me. And the truth is we are supposed to step out on faith, but it's not transactional. It's relationship. God never uh, gives us stuff because it's a, for tit for tat. I put my coin in the slot, the gumball falls out, right? I fast and pray enough and the gumball falls out. I, um, you know, I keep from watching porn, the gumball falls out, you know, whatever we think it is. Okay. That is absolutely not relational. And there's no trust in it because trust is relational. Trust is, I know you. And I know you know me. 
And we are really good with one another, right? Right? And that takes time and that takes work and that takes a lot of healing, right? It's an intimacy issue. And so when you know you are adored, well, of course you're going to trust him. You know, you look at little kids. I was, I was ministering to, um, someone this week and, um, she is real thinker, but, uh, real, came up with a religious background, very much performance driven. She's totally amazing, but she knows she has a stronghold, right? And, um, and, but, and she has this gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous little boy. And that little boy is the apple of her and her husband's eye, right? And so, you know, I, I was talking to her, I was like, you know, so, um, since when do you say to your little boy, listen, you know what? If you, uh, you know, don't have any, he's, he's like one and a half. So if you don't have any, um, if you potty train, uh, well enough, um, then I'm going to give you a soft bed to sleep in. If you, um, if you don't throw a fit, um, and then, um, I'm going to let you watch your favorite little Einstein video. Um, if you, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think what babies do. Uh, if when you're toddling and you walk across the room and you don't fall down, then I'm going to let you have your favorite, um, little, um, cookie, right? Um, no, those are, that, that would be, she would never do that. She'd be like, well, absolutely you get a soft bed. Even if you blew out your diaper or, uh, you know, whatever it was, absolutely you can get your cookie. Even if maybe you didn't act so great in the store, uh, you know, absolutely you get your little Einstein video, uh, even though you weren't able to walk. Why? Because we just give good things. Why? Because it's our son. It's our daughter. It's our child right? That's, that is the, you're his child. So end of discussion, right? And if you don't act that way, you're a crappy parent. Now God is a good parent. Okay. He's not transactional. I'm going to bless you if, well, no, we're already blessed. Um, and walking in those blessings a lot of times has to do with that intimacy, but intimacy, we can make that transactional. Okay. So if I bear my heart, then you're going to give me everything I want. Well, no, it is a byproduct. You know what a byproduct is, right? So let me just say in, in chemistry, I'm going to try to do this in, anyway, in chemistry, you have this element combines with this element to create this. And then as a side thing, a byproduct will be created. Okay. So you and Jesus, um, you and Jesus, Father, God, and Holy Spirit means union, life, peace, and joy. And as a byproduct, you get your needs met. As a byproduct of the healing flows, as a byproduct, um, you get your, your, you get an extra something, you know, it's a byproduct of relationship. As you remain in me and me and you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And so when we're trying to jerry-rig and work the system to get God to do something, we need to back up. It's like, wait a second, I'm fasting to try to get you to do something. I'm not fasting because I'm confused and I need to get out of my own fleshly way of being um, for my sake so I can hear you better, connect with you better, and then I can move forward. I can, I, I can connect with the guidance that you're already giving me, right? No, I'm fasting in order to get you to do something. 
I'm tithing in order to get you to do something or keep you from punishing me. <laughs> okay. We won't go there. Okay. Um, or whatever is that, that's a trend. How about, let me just ask, ask you, how well would that work in your marriage? Honey, I will love you if you cook me a good dinner. Well, she's liable to be like, good luck with that baby. <laughs> you just love me. And because I love you, I'll cook you a good dinner, but I'm not going to cook dinner to earn your love, to earn your favor, to earn your, uh, I'll cook you to do, and then I'll pay the rent this month, right? No, these things happen out of relationship as, so we need to go back to whatever the issues are. Where did my trust break down? You know, if faith works by love, okay, um, that means it works by relationship, right? So my faith works. Why? Because I'm one with someone who adores me and he's got all the faith for the entire cosmos. So I'm writing on his faith. So it works <laughs> out of, sorry, just breathe my own spit. Sorry about that. Hold on. <laughs> all right. A little TMI. Sorry about that. Welcome to Catherine's world. Um, I know you've got one too. So we're all, it's a level playing ground, but faith works by love. So those things happen as a byproduct out of relationship. So what do you do? Well, let's go back to relationships. So God, I'm having a really hard time trusting you here. I can't believe myself out of a paper bag. I, I need help. And then Jesus helps show me where my trust broke down. Show me where I'm disappointed in you. Show me where I never really learned how to trust because maybe the people that brought me up were not really trustworthy. Maybe on some days they were good and then you never knew when, when the ugly side would happen or they weren't really emotionally there for you. So you had to figure it all out or they did the best they could and life happened. Oh my goodness. Um, and you got hurt and you got disappointed. And then we have, uh, you know, a, a, um, a world that celebrates, particularly in, in, in the United States, um, you know, independence and doing it yourself and pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and, you know, all of that. And so, and work, 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 work. And, you know, we, we are supposed to put our hands to stuff. We're just not supposed to toil. We're supposed to do that from rest. And so, um, you know, and, and we're not going to, we're not going to toil our way into believing, toil our way into force ourselves into trusting. It's like, you're going to be, it's, it's kind of like being a terrorist to your own heart. It's like heart, Unless you trust, you're going to get it, right? I mean, seriously, this is not relational. You also have a relationship with yourself. So what is my heart having problems? And going back to where that breakdown happened and really getting that healed. So bringing that into the light. Anything you bring into the light loses darkness. I know that's really brilliant, and I'm going to say it again. Anything that you bring into the light loses darkness. So what are the darkened ways of thinking and believing? So really, I'm believing that I've got to do it myself because no one ever did it for me. Okay. And I'm 
projecting that onto you, God. And, and, and then I, I, I look at a couple of the, you know, I look at the nice, happy, you know, sort of New Testament scriptures that talk about you as love. And that's really good. But then I've got this lurking thing about this, these Old Testament scriptures that you look wrathful. You look transactional, right? Um, so let me just help you with that. If, if you're having problems with that, uh, look to Jesus. Okay. Um, I'm not just saying that as kind of like a, um, in multiple ways. Look to Jesus. How was he expressed as the express image of the father? How was his walk on earth? Did he ever like come to people and say, eh, I'll heal you, but you got to throw that tithe into the bucket, baby. Did he say, wow, you know what? Um, we'll, we'll provide you, you need money to pay taxes. Okay. Well, listen, uh, I want you first to fast and pray and say a couple novenas and, um, uh, feed the poor and then I'll provide for that. There's no, tra- you do, he's not trans, he's relational. He said, great, you need provision. Let's go fishing. <laughs> right? Relational. You and Jesus are doing it together, right? Um, and the thing is, going back to that analogy with my friend and her little boy, well, her little boy is adored and he knows it. <laughs> and so it never occurs to him. Um, you know, she is at a point in her life where she's afraid to dream. She's afraid to want anything because there's a lie that's saying uh, wanting stuff is bad. I have so much. I'm so blessed for me to want anything is bad. Um, and, uh, and then also, uh, I'm, you know, I- I'm afraid that I'm going to have to suffer. Literally, this was the program. In order to get something good, I'm going to go have to go through a period of suffering before the good happens. What kind of God is that? And would she say to her, you got to suffer before the good happens, you know, um, and, and I'm not, you know, there are times when you need to push you through things. I get it. You know, uh, we may need to say, have some self-control. I get that. That's kind of a suffering, but not a punitive pay the price. You got to pay, you know, you, you, you got to pay your dues in order to get it. God, God paid the dues. God paid the dues. And our issue is getting our hearts in a place where we can actually believe God is as good as he really is. I have a beautiful quote here. Okay, this is by George MacDonald. If you don't know him, Unspoken Sermons, oh my God, get get that. Um, good souls, many will one day be horrified at the things they now believe of God. Let me just ask you, well, uh, number one, do you think that's true? Okay. And number two, it says good souls, right? Good souls. You and me, we're good souls, right? Um, but one day be horrified at the things they now believe of God. Do you think their horror is going to be because God's so hurt, offended, pissed, wrathful, ticked off, disapproving? Or do you think it's because he's so beautiful and so good? You're like, I can't believe I projected all this ugliness on you. And so that's part of our cleanup process. That's part of that be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? So be transformed or transfigured, unveiled. Apocalypto uh, is the word, is unveiled. 
um, by the renewing of your mind. So it's in there, but to unveil what's already there, our minds need remo- uh, renewal, but it's not just our intellect. It's the mind of our limbic system, the mind of our emotional personhood, because that's really where the rubber meets the road. How many of you, when, 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 it, when it says peace past understanding, now your understanding is important. God loves, gave you an intellect. That's great. Just don't let it get in the way. You get both. You get to have an intellect and a heart, but we will operate out of our hearts much more consistently than we ever will operate out of our intellect, particularly when it comes to trust. When there's a threat, I won't have enough. There's an illness. Um, someone's doing badly. There's relational fallout. There's some sort of pain and need, whatever that is. And, um, we're going to operate. We're going to de, we have ways that we will default into and, 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 uh, and, and part of God conforming us into his image is upgrading our defaults. You know, a default you don't have to think about. And what God intended, the reason God, by the way, built us this way was not to frustrate us. Like I have this lie that God's not good, that God's, that I'm worthless, that, um, that I'm not enough, that I'm, you fill in the blank, that I'm a piece of crap, you know, whatever this is, or that, um, that I'm by myself or whatever these are, that I'll have to do it myself. These are all lies. Um, and, and he didn't, he didn't create us this way to frustrate us. Okay. Um, he created us this way so that we would have the good programs in there. God is good. I'm safe. I'm loved. I'm powerful. I'm enough. I look just like my daddy. I, um, I can do all things. God's always there. One or the other is going to turn out good. Um, God is bringing me from glory to glory to glory. Uh, he's always with me to help me work things out. I can hear him. I can taste him. I'm approved of. I'm adored. Those were supposed to be our defaults so that when something from the outside came in, like lack or whatever, it's like, well, no big problem because if it doesn't come one way, it's going to turn it. It's going to come another way. Um, one of the good things, um, to kind of repeat as a mantra to you is like, okay, this will be okay. One way or the other, it'll turn out good. You can say that to anything. You know, something happens. Okay. Check your emotions. You know what? Um, it's going to be okay. One way or the other, it will turn out good. You know what? I've got news for you. Uh, you've made it this far, <laughs> right? So something's happening, right? You probably should have been taken out way back, like way, way back when you should have been taken out, but you're here. <laughs> and I'm assuming you're a beautiful person. I'm assuming, you know, you're not a serial killer. I'm assuming uh, that you want good things for other people and that you're, you're like, have a sincere desire to be better and do better and all that. I'm assuming. Um, and that's a good thing. And so, um, so engaging with them in these areas. So bring these things to the light. God, you know what? I just really believe that you're good, but you're not always good. I, I just kind of really, believe that, um, you know, that honestly, you created me like a second rate person, that you're there for other people, but you're not there for me. And this is where ministry happens. Now, one thing that happens if it's really, really deep seated, really in that limbic system, um, 
there's some prayers that you can say. And I, I'm taking this from uh, Katie Sturgia. Uh, she, re- she was talking about paradox prayers. I'm just going to read these to help you. Um, with these, um, areas that are really shut down. I feel like I'm a piece of crap. A lot of people do. That may feel like a 10 out of 10 in your life. Ultimately, you may look good. You may smell good. You may be performing at a high level, but if you really believe that you're worthless, you're going to operate from that place and you're not going to, it's going to be pretty hard to believe that God's going to give you something. And if there's a lot of shame attached to all those things, it's going to be very hard to hear God. Right. So this is one way to break through those, a process of reducing shame and getting God's perspective. Because a lot of times I talk to people, what is God saying? Well, if you got so much shame, it can be really hard to hear that. If that is a stronghold, let me just say, um, I, I'm going to say something brilliant. You might want to write it down, but a stronghold has a stronghold. So if you're struggling, it's by definition what that is. No condemnation. It's called being a human being. And we all have strongholds. Okay. Um, but we can get past them. So, um, one of the things is when you, um, sit with the Lord, what is the lie I'm believing that I'm having a hard time trusting you? It could be about God. It could be about you, whatever. Um, and this is so once you find the lie, uh, let me say a lie for me for years was that either I had a lot of them, but one that stuck for a long time is I'm not enough. How many have you can relate to that, right? I'm not enough. Okay. Um, that doesn't feel so true anymore, but it used to feel like a 20 out of 10, right? Okay. All right. So, um, so in this prayer, you would say, even though I am not enough or you put in your thing, I'm a piece of crap or, um, I'm not saying you are, I'm saying this is what it really feels like. And if you try to counter, just like duke it out, like your cerebral cortex with your limbic system, cerebral, cerebral cortex will lose every time. So what we're trying to do is help that program that says I'm a piece of crap veer off into like, well, maybe not quite so much. Right. Um, or, you know, that life sucks till you die. Well, maybe my life may suck, but then there's some good things. Right. Okay. So this is how you do that. Even though I am whatever it is, not enough, piece of crap, whatever, I am loved and accepted by God. So you're taking that limbic system that says I am not enough and, and having it, uh, pushing it to say, but I'm loved and accepted by God. The second one is even though I am whatever it is, piece of crap, not enough, whatever, I love and accept myself. So you're pushing that limbic system to start a new pathway. This is all about neuronal pathways. Um, even though um, it feels like you're never there, I trust you, Lord, right? You just start doing those confessions because you're taking what you really feel, what you really feel, and you're forcing, you're forcing it at, into a better outcome. So, and that starts to open you up. It starts to, to, uh, peel off shame so that you can actually start to hear, hear what God is saying. Okay. So do those confessions. Um, even though I am whatever, I'm loved and accepted by God. Even though I am whatever, uh, I love and accept myself. Even though I am whatever, I trust you, Lord. And then you can know, even though I really believe that you're there for everyone else but me, I, I, 
I'm loved and accepted by you, even though, and you're, and you're just training it to open up to new possibilities. You're not saying, you're not trying to force it to, to counter what you believe in this limbic system, but you're forcing it to open up to new possibilities. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and then you can uh, engage with the Lord's like, Lord, just bring, I just bring this in the light with you. Uh, what do you want me to know? And see if you can hear. Now, if you can't hear or see or sense or feel, okay, you may need to do some more of these confessions. It may take a bit. But, you know, every time you do it, you're pushing these lies you're believing into actual truth. Lies you're believing into actual truth. Lies you're believing into actual truth. And shame should start to fall off. And you should be able to hear more and more. Hear, see, sense, feel. Okay. Uh, and then uh, once you get that truth, hand him the lies. You can visualize it as a little garbage pail. You can visualize it as a toilet. You can visualize it as a pile of crap. Whatever, Jesus, I hand this to you. Let me just say this. If it's toxic, he wants it. What do you want to hand me in exchange? And just start engaging with the Lord. And this will start to heal the trust issues that you have in your life, right? Um, I I can believe you for healing, but I can't believe you for finances. It never works for me. I will always be poor, uh, but I choose to trust you. But I choose, but, but, but I, oh, sorry, but I trust you. Don't say choose to say, but I trust you. But I, why? Because part of you really does, you know, in your spirit, you really do. So you're not lying, right? But in your emotions, it may not be. And as you do that more and more and more is start to peel things off, engage with God, give him your crap. He wants it. He's the only one that can handle it. If it's toxic, he wants it. And then receive what do you want me to know. And he'll just start cleansing you. He'll start, start helping you see. He may take you to a memory where maybe you were told you were a piece of crap. He may take you to a memory when maybe, you know, uh, you were so poor you didn't have enough to eat. Um, he may take you from memory when, uh, you know, you had a toy that your parent had to hawk in order to, um, uh, you know, uh, feed the family or at a place where you were abused or whatever to, in order to heal it. And these are the types of things in engaging with God where that's where intimacy happens. That's where abiding happens. Why? Because the real me is showing up, not the sexy one that I show to everybody. Okay. Not the good little Christian one that is, um, religion approved. Okay. No, the one that can't believe itself out of a paper bag that just watched something on porn last night. You know, that one where, where we're messy and ugly and it doesn't look good. That's where we're hurt, where we're not believing and all of those things. And, Allowing him to engage there is where you start to see him as he really is. And so these kind of confessions, even though I, I am blah, 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 I, I trust you. Even though I am blah, 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 I'm loved, accepted by you. Even though I'm blah, 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 I love and accept myself. And so you, you give a new pathway for that start to reach out. So you're not on lockdown. Okay. You're not so much on lockdown and you'll start to, to connect with God in whatever way connects with you, uh, works for you in whatever way you're wired. And those things can start to be healed. And guess what happens as a byproduct of that? You start to trust him. You give him, and then you're able to give him something 
and he shows himself trustworthy. And you're like, wow, okay, well, maybe I can trust you with this, okay? And he shows himself trustworthy. And then maybe I can trust you with this, right? We're going from glory to glory to glory, but our capacity uh, with him grows as well. And when you see him come through, um, you start to realize, wow, I can really lean my weight on you. And you get to, you're able to do that more and more and more. Um, I have a, a cute little story. Um, um, I have a super, super, super busy week. And I'm, um, you know, uh, doing a lot of writing and preparing things. Um, and just kind of, uh, coming back from vacation, just going right in there. Um, because people need ministry and all of that kind of stuff. And so, um, I just don't have a whole lot of time, but I needed to get my hair done. Okay. This is not, um, you know, the world economics does not rest on this. I get this, but it's important to me. Right. So I'm like, where, where the heck am I going to squeeze that in? And I had one slot in the week, one slot that I could do from two fifteen to three fifteen. Okay. So I'm like, God, I make this work. I, I know, you know, I need to get my hair done. I know it, you know, world peace does not rest on this. But it's important to me. I need to be put together. I'm going out to speak this weekend. I want to look my best, all that kind of stuff, right? So, and he had, um, and I said, so God, I just, I just give this to, I trust, I trust this, I entrust my hair with you. <laughs> okay. And literally it was so great. So I called one place and they weren't, they had nothing on the one day. They had, they had nothing on the one day I could do something. And then I called the last person that I was thinking of and she said, Hmm, I'm really booked. But I have one slot between 2.15 and 3.15. I'm like, yay, that was my slot. So I'm saying you can trust him with things and start to delight. Listen, if he cares about my hair and your hair, he cares about other things. But this is relational. Why? If you love someone, be like, well, of course, let's get, honey, let's get your hair done. (laughs) <laughs> or, you know, whatever it is for you, right? I mean, I, you know, you, you translate that into something that makes sense to you, right? Um, but it was just such a little smoochy, right? Cause I, I, I'm, I'm doing the right things. I'm just stretched and there's just a lot. And oh my God, I gotta get my hair done. How am I gonna do that? You know, and, and okay, no, I just, no, I'm gonna be, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be good. One or the other is gonna turn out good, right? So, right? That's what I told myself. So I put, reeled myself in. I was like, oh my God, when are we gonna do this? It's gonna be okay. One or the other is gonna turn out good. And then I started to walk this out and God was just sweet. It was just a little smoochy. Um, but it means a lot to me, right? You're seen. You're seen. If you care about it, he cares about it. And that's where that trust starts to work on, starts to walk its way out, right? And then God is continually enlarging things. So we step out in faith here. Well, then, you know what? Then we're going to have something bigger, right? That's going to pull on that trust. And that's how we grow in our relationship with him. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you to do today. Um, I do have a lot of things to do, so I am going to sign off. Um, share this with someone uh, that needs this uh, and let me know what you think. All right. Love you guys. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.